With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. And welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I am your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Like always, we have a great show for you guys. Some some podcasts are taking time off, but we're here. We're giving you guys what you want. So before we get into it and I introduce everybody, do you think you're smarter than an NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Well, you are because you listen to this show. But anyway, here's your chance to prove it. Dynasty Owner is the only patented fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owner is only for the smart and elite fantasy football player. There's no offseason in Dynasty Owner. And there's, just like there's no offseason with Dynasty Rewind either. The rookie draft matters, free agency matters, and every contract matters. So come do a startup draft in 2020 using actual NFL players' contracts and salaries. Then improve your team each year with a three-round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks. And you know what? We're doing a mock draft tonight too after we talk some free agent and some rookies. So. You get some great advice right here. You can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. The mobile app is in development and will be ready to download on iOS and Android in time for rookie drafts in May. Mock drafts are open now on desktop and mobile browsers. To learn more and mock draft for free, go to www.dynastyowner.com. Do not use Netscape Navigator, but make sure you tell them that the Dynasty Rewind sent you. Let's get into it. He will flex up on you from Arizona. We have Shevin Nooney joining us tonight. What's good, Chev? Nothing much, man. Just flexing on my boss today again, but <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I really do. I love it. And joining us from the Garden State of New Jersey, Phil Porkman Simmons, or just Porkman. What's good, Porkman? I'm good. You can call me. I don't care what you call me. Whatever you call me. It's good. My wife calls you Phil, and I just I can't call you Phil. It just gives you it gives you the heebie-jeebies, huh? Yeah, she'd be like, oh, look, Phil commented on my picture. And I'm like, who the hell is Phil? She's like, Porkman. I go, oh, yeah, just say that. That's so much easier. Yeah, I asked my wife to call me Porkman yesterday. She gave me a dirty look. So I just kept on doing what I was doing. Well, the one time we met up, I, I referred to you as a Porkman to your wife and she gave me the stink eye so yeah. i was like excuse me i, I meant the, phil like she can't indulge in the pork so Dude, she's got that evil eye too man she keeps you in line i can guarantee it you can only imagine <laughs> bro <laughs> joining us from canton ohio we have let me i haven't done this in a little bit so let me make sure i get them all we have america's sweetheart the malone mauler the combine darling chef pork man am i missing anything here uh, last time I can think of, I just remember I bachelor. called him the Mexican Mauler one time. That's right. The, the Fantasy Bachelor. That's right. Uh, we have 
Garrett Price. How's it going, Garrett? Good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So, Garrett, before we get into everything, you had an announcement you wanted to make to our listeners. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this sucks. Uh, it sucks to uh, to have to uh, to bring this up, but uh, unfortunately, uh, my time uh, on the Dynasty Rewind is uh, is coming to a close. Uh, it is uh, it's a bummer. Uh, it was really really fun getting to uh, you know getting to start this with with you, Mike, back in the day, and like after three or four episodes of it being the Rust Belt Dynasty, uh, we brought <laughs> we brought Chevon. Uh, that was a throwback. Yeah, and he uh, he added a whole new livelihood to the show. Uh, and then you know we brought Porkman on three months ago or so, uh, and so it's it's been really cool to see uh, the show in its infancy stages to uh, kind of how it's kind of become an established uh, part of the dynasty community now. And so it's been really cool to be a part of it. But um, there's a there's just a lot of uh, demands uh, that I have in in my personal life uh, and then all of the stuff that I do uh, with dynasty nerds. And uh, I I also have to make sure that I do a good job of being a a husband and a father. And so uh, something had to uh, had to give. And so uh, that does not mean I will never make an appearance on here again. I still plan on uh, coming uh, on to do guest appearances and whatnot, whenever you guys have me. Uh, But as far as being uh, a regular co-host of the show, uh, that time has come to a close. Well, Garrett, we thank you for your contribution to the Dynasty Rewind. You're welcome here anytime. You know that um, we do. I am currently planning a Devi episode for the summertime before college football season. Uh, Garrett, of course, is going to be a part of that. Got some other people that are going to be involved, too. I, I don't want to give it away. You got to keep listening. So the Dynasty Rewind is going to move forward. That's all we could do, right? Um the world needs sports right now. So we decided to move forward. We've had a lot of guests on and, you know, I'm excited to, I don't want to say he's replacing Garrett because let's face it, there is no Garrett replacement. He is his own man. He's a great man. He has a love of a man just like I do. So let's welcome the newest member to the Dynasty Rewind. We have Nate Christian joining us tonight. Nate, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, I am so excited to be joining Dynasty Rewind. I am hype. That's awesome. Are you hype or hyped? I'm with a D. Just hype. I'm hyped. Okay. Sorry, I'm I'm old. So <laughs> you, you got to break it down for me a little bit. Um, so Nate's going to be joining us. Uh, we liked what we heard. All of us talked about it, and we all felt that Nate was the best choice. Um, so ha- we figured we had to reach out and get this guy before somebody else did, essentially. So um, Garrett, thank you again. We're not going to kick Garrett off the episode, um, although I will say. We've known about this for some time, obviously. Garrett didn't want to just leave us high and dry, which, Garrett, thank you for that. Um, but the past, however long it's been, listening to Garrett on the Nerds podcast is kind of like seeing your girlfriend post pictures with her new boyfriend <laughs> on Instagram. You know it's going to happen, but it still hurts a little bit. So, uh, But, Garrett, we still love you. Everybody, all our Dynasty Rewind listeners, don't don't hate on Garrett. If, if you're like that, I don't think – you guys are, but don't hate on him because he's leaving. He's still going to be with you. He's still going to be on the nerds. He's still going to do faith and fantasy. You know, the nerds have a lot of good stuff going on over there. It's worth that cup of coffee every month, just like Rich says. So check them out. You get your weekly dose of Garrett there. And he's always on Twitter doing great things. I have said to people personally, 
Garrett Price is one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. And I mean that in all sincerity. He's one of the only people in the world. Actually, all you guys are some of the only people in the world that I do not want to just punch for no reason whatsoever. So, <laughs> Garrett, thank, thank you again for everything you've done. So let's get into it. Um, just a little bit of free agency news. I don't know. I'm going to just blow through this real quick. Um, obviously, the Panthers cut Cam Newton. Um, so he's a hold for right now. I hope he signs with the Chargers. They uh, also signed Robbie Anderson, two years, $20 million. You guys want to touch on any of that or just keep it rolling? It's just bad, man. Bad all around. It does suck. Yeah, it does. Um, you know what else sucks? Tyler Eifert went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Kind of tight end purgatory down there. Didn't they give him two years? Yeah. I think. Yeah. It's a lot of money for a guy that's always hurt. Um <laughs> here's one. Devin Funches goes to the Packers. Yeah, that's a thorough emoji. Yeah, anybody buying Devin Funches? Does anybody have Devin Funches? I think I have him on my XFL team. <laughs> <laughs> that there you go, NFL or XFL. Um, this one kind of bums me. I wanted the Eagles to get him. The Jets have signed Brashad Perryman. I kind of like the move. Um, Sam Darnold's got to throw to somebody. Oh, it's a great, so. it's a great move for his stock. Um, because I mean, Crowder's really the only semi-established piece there. If Anunua can ever stay healthy and get back on the field, I mean, there might be something. But you got to imagine they're going to take another play in the draft. But I think, I think over the past week or so, that's been the news that has changed a player's fantasy value positively the most. Nice. Um, I actually kind of like this one. You guys might think I'm crazy. The Redskins have signed Peyton Barber, two years, $3 million. Um, Darius Geis, that injury history. Uh, easy, what's his face? <laughs> I said it nicely. I didn't want to upset Garrett. Um, Adrian Peterson is a 1,000 years old. What's his name? Bryce Love. I get Bryce Love and Jordan Love confused now. Too much love. It's Bryce Love, right? Yeah, yeah it's Bryce. Bryce Love. Yeah. Bryce Love, he had that knee injury as well. So this could be a guy, get him cheap enough, he could start a couple games for you. Uh, Philip Dorsett goes to Seattle. Eh. Uh, let's see. This is, Okay, the Pats release um, Steven Goskowski, and they sign Brian Hoyer. Yeah. kick? <laughs> no, to play quarterback. You know what? Maybe he'll hold. For, yeah, to hold the kicks. Thank you, Chev. Thank you. Uh, Tajay Sharp is now a Minnesota Viking. Deion Lewis is a giant. And let me see. Um, I can't say that. That's for the Eagles podcast, and there's cursing in it. And the Redskins have also traded Kyle Allen. Traded for Kyle oh, Allen. Okay. Yeah. So anything you guys want to touch on before we move on? Nope. No, nope. we good. Okay. So let's get into some rookie breakdowns before we do a rookie mock draft. We have some guys here that Nate loves. One of them is possibly his one, one at a certain position, but um, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to let Nate and Garrett rap about this guy first. Garrett has got a huge man crush as does Nate on DJ Dallas. He is the university of Miami. Florida running back, 5'10", 214 pounds. Okay, guys, I need you to tell me why I need to be – tell all our listeners, why do we need to be in love with DJ Dallas? Because if you're an analytics guy, stats aren't really there. So, Garrett, let's start with you. Yeah, um, no, he, he didn't have crazy big uh, 
season totals. Um, he did. He got a little banged up this past year with an elbow injury, uh, missed a couple games because of that, um, which definitely hurt his bottom line. And on top of that, the Miami offense was bad. I mean, he really was uh, one of the lone bright spots in that entire offense. And there were times that uh, he would he would carry that team. So, um, but yeah, if you if you really like the box scores, um, he's not he's not going to blow you away um, with that. However, when I when I bro- when I started breaking down his tape um, seriously about mm, three months ago or so, four months ago, um, I was I was super impressed with what I saw. Um, he has one of the best uh, attributes as far as contact balance goes. Um, he is able to take a hit uh, and able to keep his feet. Uh, and still make moves. Uh, it's it's really really impressive. He runs with really good power. Uh, he has good hands as a converted uh, wide receiver, which was uh, a converted quarterback that also returns kicks. So he has all of this versatility. And then something that can get you on the field a lot earlier than uh, just about anything else. Uh, he actually has the highest uh, pass blocking or uh, pass pro uh, grade for me in the entire class. And so. It's a guy that I think is really, really being slept on. And uh, ultimately, I I don't see any way to get him outside of my top eight, nine. Uh, I think I have him actually as high as seven right now. Um, but but okay. he's, a, he's a lock for top ten for me. Um, but I know that's not universally uh, accepted. So uh, if, if, if you get a chance to break down his film, uh, I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised because he's a, he's a really talented player. Does Nate agree with what Garrett says here? Or do you have a different take on it? No, I mean, Garrett said it all. I mean, I can add to it a little bit, but I mean, DJ Dallas is a great player that just isn't, isn't being heralded in the media right now. And you watch his film and he is just an all around running back. He's a true three down back at the next level. I mean, he can run inside the tackles, run outside the tackles. He's got all the athleticism you need to be a running back at the next level. And he, like Garrett said, he's an amazing pass protector. He can play on special teams in every, like every factor of special teams. He can return kicks and he can go and go tackle guys. He's going to make a roster. He's going to be a mid round pick. He's going to probably not make a big impact this year, but he's someone I want on my team for the future. And maybe this year, like if he gets touches, he's making things happen. Where do you have him ranked right now? I have him at uh, my RB eight. Okay, so right around the same place that Garrett yeah, does. He was then. actually the first um, player that I scouted specifically for Dynasty Nerds, and uh, he blew my socks off, man. I was not expecting just, it. You know, Garrett, I want to just go back to you a second. You said you were breaking down film of him. What does it look like when you're breaking down film? Because I'm not going to lie, what it looks like when I'm breaking down film is I'm wearing sweatpants and drinking whiskey. So I'm just curious what it looks like for you. It's it's not much different, to be honest. Uh, for, okay. for, for me, it, for me, it's uh, probably man half the time if I'm if I'm at home, especially if the girls are bed, I probably don't even have that on. I'm probably just chilling in my my boxer briefs uh, and and. Uh, <laughs> Putting back some Mountain Dew, uh, so it probably looks more like a college dorm than it does uh, anything else. Uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got I got a chance to uh, to bring him on the the film nerds this week and uh, got to watch him break down his own tape, and um, that's that's another thing that you just don't get the opportunity to do a lot is get a chance to interact with these guys uh, on a personal level. 
and we got to see like what a quality human being he is. And so there's no off the field concerns. Um, he, he's very mature, but he's also able to uh, be very transparent about his game. So if it was a play that was good, he can break down why that happened and what his blocks were doing for him. Um, if it's a play that didn't go well, he'll tell you why he made a mistake and what he tried to do to improve and move forward. So if you, if you haven't gotten a chance to go watch that yet, um, it's, it's a really, really neat opportunity to kind of get uh, a look inside his mind as to uh, what he's doing on the field and off the field. I'll also okay. push that. That was a great, great segment to watch. And like, he's, he's got a lot of maturity for his age and he's very honest and it was, it was awesome to watch him. Um, Chef Porkman, do you guys have anything to add to DJ Dallas? I mean, he just looks like somebody that would just do whatever he's asked to do, honestly. Like, he just seems like a guy's like, Coach, you want me to go block this dude on the end? All right, you got it. You want me to go block a dude on kickoff return? Let's go get it. Like, I feel like he just wants to win. I mean, he didn't really get the opportunity to do that in Miami, but um, I would definitely love to get that guy on any of my teams. Um, I mean, just the contact balance alone, his QB fumbles the football. He picks it up at full speed and gets hit right when he picks it up. Dude did not flinch. I don't remember what game it was, but dude literally Florida. nudged him off him and literally just kept going. Like, this dude's contact balance is insane. Well, speaking of Florida, you know, one thing I have written down, I think his stats are deceiving just like LaMichael Pirine. Um, they're both quality backs in my opinion, but they both didn't have very good college statistics. So, um, Porkman, your thoughts? I think his biggest – thing for me, you know, just getting on the field with Garrett saying I agree with he he has that, that number one pass pro. That pass pro is amazing. He'll go from like one side of, of the field to the other side to block the other guy. And there was one uh play where the um defensive end ran around the offensive tackle and he just knocked the, the defensive end down and looked at the tackle like, yo bro, what is you doing? So I mean <laughs> great <laughs> so it was just right. like it was a seeing that that's the my biggest thing with pass pro if you can do pass pro in college it's an easy transition in the nfl i guess just to play also devil's advocate with running the ball i just think the thing he can work on the most is just his lateral quickness north south is outrageous um especially with his contact balance but you know running sides on sideline something he can work on as he gets um gets into the league but other than that, I mean, I I kind of agree with that um, RB eight RB seven rankings for him because he's he's great. So let me ask you guys this: just one word answer. All right, so we all hear Cam Akers. Oh, the line was bad. Huh? Blah blah blah. You know, pick one. Um, I'm just gonna start with you, Porkman. Cam Akers or DJ Dallas? I'm still going with Cam. Okay, Garrett. I want to go like my heart wants to go DJ, uh, but Cam's tape was still still better. Okay, Nate. I mean, I'm honestly pretty down on Cam, but I have him right ahead of DJ Dallas. Okay, so you're still going Cam and Chev. Yeah, I'm still rolling with my boy Cam Akers. Fine, I'll go DJ Dallas. I'll be that different. <laughs> hey, I like what's it. new, man. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I don't like I don't like Cam Akers tape as much as other people do i see flashes of what he could be but the thing is if you're a contending team right now and you want to take 
a dude that's going to come in and help you win right away. Sometimes you need that. And I understand rookies generally aren't always that. I think DJ Dallas can be that guy. I also think the next guy that we're talking about could be that guy too. So let's go right to him because I'm the Segway master as well as the pod host father, according to Porkman. Um, Let's talk about Michael Warren, the second, not junior, the second from the university of Cincinnati. He's going to be our first of two Bearcats that we talk about tonight. Sorry if I sound a little congested and a little sniffly. I do not have the Rona. I have seasonal allergies. It's a thing. You can look it up. But Michael Warren, the second is 5'11", 222 pounds. Did you just say love Michael Warren? You, you Did can't I get it that? out of your head. <laughs> well, you just love Lamical so much. I've oh. also been up for 15 and a half hours, so I'm a little you tired. You have to forgive me. Michael Bauer. That's your new no. name now. Yeah, do it. Michael Bauer. Oh, how have we That's not thought of this before? Yes. What are we doing? So good. <laughs> That's John a lot of Mike. Mike. Yeah, I already changed his name in my phone. <laughs> that was that was quick. Um, so anyway, regular Michael Warren the second, uh, five eleven, two hundred twenty-two pounds. Um, so let's start. Chev, you want to talk about Michael Warren the second? Let's start with you on him. No, hold on. I got to change my name in your phone, man. Hold All right, on. then, Porkman, would you like to start <laughs> off talking about him? Yeah, yeah, I'll start while Seven's working on his phone. <laughs> right. Um, I remember while Garrett was at the combine, he was talking to this one guy. I didn't know who he was. Sitting down in a chair, just looks uninterested as hell. I'm like, yeah, the dude that, that didn't get a spot at the table, right? He was just at the kid's table off in the corner. Like he yeah. said, like they gave him... <laughs> Like he, like he didn't give him what he wanted to eat. Like he got chicken nuggets instead of a freaking <laughs> But I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this guy. I was, I'll just look at one thing. He's probably uninspired, whatnot. Man, that was so freaking wrong. I feel like he's gonna be one of those guys that's just gonna pop, and not going. Nobody's gonna know who he is. Like you know, guys like us, like Dynasty guys, gonna know who Michael Warren is, but. Right. One of the, like, you know, just regular old people looking at the draft. Oh, Michael Warren, he's blah, blah, blah. This guy is freaking powerful. North South runner, not too much of a lateral quickness guy, but if he hits the hole, watch out because you're not going to be able to tackle him. He's going to be one of those guys that's um, contact balance is amazing. Um, His hands got something a little work on a little bit. He's a little 50 50 on him. He kind of bobbles it. Not a natural pass catcher, but again, I don't like to, you know, poo-poo on some of these rookies that come out because they still got room to improve. Um, pass pro, it's a little shaky. Actually, it's, it's kind of hella shaky. He does it okay. So, you know, he's going to learn that as well. But right now, as just a pure runner, I, I kind of really like him. He just got, you know, he's got a little fix your attitude a little bit, bro. Look a little bit more happy. Yeah. Um, Jeff, let's go to you next if you're done with your phone. Yeah, I made it. Uh, next on the next is a picture, though, so I got to work on that. Okay, but great. My boy, Michael Warren, man, I texted Mike in the group chat today. I feel like Mike loves this dude, and I definitely like this dude a lot. I mean, we all know some big bodies that they just have that quickness, and they have that little wiggle that it, with them, man. I loved it. I love watching this film. I thought he caught pretty well. I mean, I'm not St. Porkman's wrong, but I thought he looked pretty nice catching the football. Um, I mean, he's a bruiser, but he, he does not go down, man. 
it's going to take an army to take this dude down. Arm tigers are not going to do it. I love right. his contact balance again. I mean, just that big body. He's just got that movement, that wiggle to him. I love it. I love him. Uh, I love watching his film this morning. Okay. Um, let's go with the new guy, Nate. What are your thoughts on Michael Warren? Yeah. So Michael Warren actually came in the combat at five foot nine. Mm-hmm. Really? So he's a, he's a small, smaller guy, but thick. Uh, 226 I, pounds, five foot nine. Let me see. He just, um, no, keep, keep going. I'll yeah, just I uh, bring up eight. the page I was using. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I was yeah. using, sorry, I was using college football reference. His playing uh, on the Cincinnati Bearcats roster, he was 5'11, but they lost. He's getting shorter. They all lie. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess he has early onset osteoporosis. <laughs> That's <laughs> awful. Lost two inches. Yeah, look at that. But anyway, Nate, sorry to keep cutting you off. Go ahead. Yeah, 5'9", 226. That's a thick running back. Yes, it is. So, I mean, he's got a nice frame right there. And, like, he's going to be hard to arm tackle with that kind of frame. He's got some good power in his legs. I didn't like his vision so much. Like, I didn't think he had the greatest vision of a running back. But the way he ran, I loved. I loved how he could get in between the tackles, get skinny, keep his pad level low. And just like use his legs to churn and get the extra yards when he needed to. I thought he had decent speed. I like this guy a lot for what he's bringing to the table. And I think, I mean, here's my here's my NFL comparison. Okay, it's not going to like stick out as anything special, but uh, Bilal Powell. Okay, I don't hate that. He j- I don't. Bilal was decent. It just didn't work out for him. Like yeah, he I mean, had the talent. That's a decent career right there. It's not, yeah, not but the, like he was drafted. He was drafted by the Jets, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. He got jetted. Sorry, Jets fans, all eight of you. Anyway, Nate, continue. <laughs> but like, I mean, if he has that kind of career, that's a good career for a, a mid to late round pick. Like Michael Warren's probably going to end up being. And right. I mean, I like what I saw. I have him right now as my RB eleven. So, I mean, I have some obviously some choices ahead of him, but. I liked what I saw. I think he, he deserves to be mentioned in the late rounds of the uh, fantasy football drafts. Okay. Um, let's see what Benedict Price thinks about um, Michael Warren the second. Uh, yeah. So uh, Michael Warren was a guy that I had uh, really had my eye on coming into the season. And uh, there was a lot of things that I saw that I really liked. Um, and it's interesting because uh, I don't know why people don't tie these two guys together anymore. But in reality, he's not much different than Zach Moss. And people love Zach Moss. And Michael Warren's almost the same player. Um, very, very similar skill sets. Uh, the things that one's good at, the other's pretty good at as well. Um, and the nice part is you can get him a lot cheaper at this point. So, uh you know, I, I do wonder a little bit about, you know, some of the uh, some of the attitude uh, that I saw firsthand. Uh, and uh, he, he's not going to have the long speed that some of the other players are going to have. Uh, but for a short yardage back um, and he he is athletic enough uh, to make plays. Uh, so I actually really do like him. I think I have him right at like, I think, 10 uh, in my RB rankings. I'll have to go back and look for exact. But um, but yeah, I think he's a very talented player. Well, thank you, Aztec Sweetheart. Um, can't take credit for that name. 
but you know, the Aztecs used to rip the hearts out of people, just like <laughs> Garrett has done to us. Um, I like Michael Warren out of the running backs we're talking about this week. He's my favorite. Here's why. I think he's a guy that's talented enough, and if given the opportunity, can be a, a contributor. Maybe a better NFL player than a fantasy player. But um, situationally speaking, if he, I think the Jaguars declined Leonard Fournette's fifth year option, like last season, before last season, when Tom Coughlin was still around for some reason. Um, if he got drafted into the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, there's no reason to think he can't beat out Raquel Armstead. If he was drafted by the New England Patriots, a guy that's just good enough to do everything the way Bill Belichick wants him to do it, he could be a LeGarrette Blunt light if he went to the Kansas City Chiefs um, or another place where he got an opportunity. You know what? What about the Seattle Seahawks if he went there? Chris Carson's coming off an injury. Shad Penny's still hurt, probably going to start the season on the pup. So if he has good opportunity... Maybe even the Houston Texans, because David Johnson's probably going to be on IR after week three. <laughs> Seems to be his thing. So, Or the Washington Redskins, because Darius Geis gets hurt a lot. I know that's pissing everybody off, but still. Michael Warren is my favorite. Um, I thought he was powerful enough. He doesn't give up after first contact. Porkman knows I love them running backs. that always keep their legs moving. Yes, um, one thing I like, too, there was a play versus Memphis. It looked like he was just going to get stuffed at the line. He kind of like disappeared for a second and then exploded for a huge gain. So I like the fact that he didn't go, oh, I'm going to get tackled. That sucks. He you know, he kept trying. So, um, yeah, good old LaMichael Warren the second, as I guess <laughs> I apparently called him. Um, LaMichael Bowden. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this year's Darnell Pumphrey, and that's J.J. Taylor from Arizona. <laughs> He is 5'6", 185 pounds, although he was a little more powerful than what his um, size would indicate. Um, still, I was a little meh on him. Garrett likes to say things are meh. I was meh on J.J. Taylor. Who should we start with this time? Let's see what the new guy thinks about J.J. Taylor. Also, if it bothers you that I call you the new guy, you can tell me to stop, although I'll probably only do it for this episode. So oh, That's okay. So, J.J. Taylor is actually my RB9. So, I have him in my top okay. 10. Okay. And let me tell you why. So, yeah, he's five foot six. He's 185 pounds. I'm going to tell you right now, he's not going to be your workhorse running back. There's just no way with that frame. I mean, unless you're MJD, you can't do that. So, he's going to have to make his living on passing downs. And I think... Okay. I think he's one of the top running backs in this class on passing downs. Um, I think he looked great in pass protection. I think he looked good catching the ball and running his routes. Um, he looked really good on uh, option routes. And I compare him to Tariq Cohen or like maybe Deion Lewis, Jaquise Rogers, you know, those guys who kind of made their living in the same situations, those passing downs. I don't think he's going to get a lot of options running the ball, but uh, if if you're PPR league, this guy's this guy's got some good potential because he's going to catch the ball. He's got a low center of gravity. He's not scared of contact despite his frame, and he can bowl some people over. Sometimes he's out there looking like Ray Rice with how strong he's running the ball. Um, I don't think he's going to be quite that level uh, running the ball, but I think catching the ball. I think he's one of the top guys out there, and he's going to be someone you want to watch in PPR leagues. Well, 
you know, definitely Ray Rice could definitely knock some people over, um, pun intended. <laughs> but Chev, your thoughts on JJ Taylor? You guys are in the same state. Maybe you've seen more of him than we have. No, you you should have a triple threat match with Ray Rice and Tyreek Hill, man. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I would love to see that. Well, look, <laughs> what Ray Rice did was wrong, but but you know she she's an adult. Not I'm not condoning his actions, but fine. I'll fight Ray Rice too. I don't give a shit at this yes. point. But Chev, your thoughts on? I better hit the weight room then, like <laughs> now. So yeah, you're gonna show uh, up to the Midwest Expo and he's gonna be screwed. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna look at my wife and go, "Honey, I need you to hold my glasses." <laughs> hey Mike, just do the push-up I, challenge. You'd be good. I don't do online challenges. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you have to do this challenge, and I go, "Nope, I don't have to do that." <laughs> um, <laughs> but you have to. Mm, do I? No, no I don't. Really. Yeah, I don't. So I don't. Um, but anyway, enough about me and getting beat up at the expo, Chev. Tell us about J.J. Taylor. Now that you're trying to get me to fight more people, you're killing me. I'm just trying to make you flex on him, man. Uh, so, <laughs> J.J. Taylor is actually from Corona, California. Look so, you that. might want to stay away from him. Uh, that Corona is very deep in his blood. Uh, no, but I really liked his toughness. Dude's pad level is always low. And it's always very powerful. Uh, he's a very tough cookie to get down, man. I love the way he... He kind of used his body and his leverage at that as low as he is. I got him at 5'5", five, five, so uh, just about where you guys got him. But, I mean, he uses it so well. Uh, his contact balance, his strength, even though he's a little guy, man, he, he makes people pay if you, don't bring the, if you don't bring the hammer. He'll make them the nail. So I really did love what I saw from J.J. Taylor. Uh, I'd love to see him uh, out more at wide receiver, too. I got to see that a little bit in his film. Um, I mean, he can be a guy if you get him in space. Uh, good things can really happen with this guy. So even kickoff return would be pretty awesome for him too. Uh, just to give him that extra chance to get on the field. And Garrett, your thoughts? So I I didn't dislike J.J. Taylor's tape. Uh, oh, he did the so. <laughs> I didn't dislike his tape. Uh, but okay. here, here's, where, here's where it's going to be difficult for him. Um, as an undersized player, he is good in the areas that you would expect. He is good in the pass catching role. Um, he would be, I do think he would be fine on third downs. What's going to really hurt him is he ran a four, six, one in the 40 yard dash. And he ran a seven, three cone, which is, which is good. Um, but you, you're kind of wanting to see something great from somebody that's going to be so limited on their size. Um, but, but the four, six, one is, is pretty dang slow. Honestly, he looked faster than that on tape. Um, the problem is he's not going to get an opportunity to redeem himself at his pro day. So I am genuinely worried that his NFL stock is going to be hurt in the draft. Um, so it wasn't a matter of me not necessarily liking his tape. I'm not sure that he's going to be able to get that like early day three pick that we were hoping that, you know, oh, let's get him in the third or uh, probably not the third, but like the fourth or fifth round. Now I'm wondering if it's going to be more of the sixth or seventh round. Uh, and if that's the case, that's going to be not impossible, but that's going to be a lot for him to overcome. Okay. Um, I like him. One of the things I noticed, I like him in the sense that I think he's an NFL third down back, like Nate touched on before. Um, that's pretty much it. So, 
Okay, and now Nate's number one tight end on the season coming in, Josiah Degora. Did I say that right? I believe so. Okay, and he is from the University of Cincinnati. His height and weight measurements are all over the place. I think everybody has something different, but I have him at 6'3", 240. So, Nate, stand on your mountain and tell us why we should love Josiah. All right, so the next Owen Daniels. Josiah. <laughs> so uh, he's not my tight end one, but I do okay. like him. He's probably my favorite tight end to watch. You know, that's a big difference between, you know, who I think is going to be the best in the NFL and who's my favorite to watch because I love watching this guy. I showed you the gif of him chasing down that guy, this cornerback who was coming back with his pick six and he chased him down halfway across the field and tackled him. This is it guy, gif or gif? It's gif. I always say GIF. The oh, the guy who created the GIF said it's GIF. So that's all. That's how I'm going to go by it. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, I'm calling it a GIF. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's fun to watch. He's not honestly a great athlete. Uh, his numbers came in kind of like middling. He's not super fast. He's not super big. You know, he's six foot two, six foot three, depending on who you ask. Um, so he's not going to be like. The tight end you're looking for to be like your top target in the NFL is gonna be like six foot five, like six. You know, right. you're wanting someone who's big and fast. And this guy is kind of fast and not that big, um, but he played a lot of H back in college. And I think that's probably where he'll find a role in the NFL as an H back, um, kind of a tight end too. I think he's gonna really flourish in that role of being the secondary tight end. So, depending on his landing spot, he could sit for a couple of years and be that tight end too. And then maybe take that next step, be a tight end one um, because he's going to get playing time. He's a great blocker. He's an amazing run blocker and he's going to find himself on the field a lot. So it is a very good chance that he ends up being fantasy relevant. If he gets himself on the field and they want to start using him, he could be a good safety blanket. He was that for his quarterback in college. He's great hands. I thought he had, did a really good job of finding like little soft spots in the zone coverage and just sitting down and waiting for the ball. He's smart. He's just not that athletic, not that big. I like watching him though. Okay. Um, so yeah, got some talent, but just needs an opportunity. Um, flex. So what are your thoughts on Josiah? Like one of the top tight ends in this class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll probably, Maybe. I probably agree the most with, uh, uh, my man Nate, so I don't have too much to say. Like he said, he's got great hustle, and uh, he's just got look like a grinder, man. He just wants to get after it, so I definitely agree with what Nate says. And let's see what Garrett says about him. Probably, yeah, I'm not as high on him as you guys are. Yeah, I'm not as high on him as you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. No, actually, I, I like Josiah Degore. Uh, I, I was talking about him on the Nerds podcast this past week, and uh He's uh he plays bigger uh than he actually is. He's he's listed at the combine uh when they took his official measurements at six foot two, two forty two, which uh is definitely undersized. Uh, you're looking at at least six three to six four is kind of uh on the lower end typically. So he's going to have to take some of that um H back type of role along with uh tight end. Uh but I but I do like the tenacity that he plays with. He plays much more physical, uh, much more imposing than his his size would indicate, and so I do I do definitely agree with Nate. Uh, I don't ever see him being the 
uh, number one feature guy. Um, but if if you were to like pair him up uh, with Drew Sample uh, in Cincinnati and you allowed Drew Sample to do a lot yes. of the blocking game stuff and allowed him to do uh, a lot of the receiving game stuff, I think that would be like a really good fit for somebody like him. Well, Garrett, you stole exactly what I was going to say, that I'd love to see him in Cincinnati with Drew Sample. Did you? Were you really? Yeah. I mean, think about it. He Cincinnati knows him, the town, as you know, he's from there. Um, yeah. He's a better receiver than Drew Sample is. It would work. And I yep. think he can block good enough that if you wanted to run a two tight end set and then run it, for sure. He could he could be proficient. Um, but Porkman, before we move on to our mock draft, thoughts on Josiah? Uh, I love Josiah DeGore, actually. I'm actually with Nate with this one. Um, just seeing – I like I love seeing Titans in the slot only because, to me, I really didn't see his blocking so well, per se. So, like you guys were saying, him as a tight end too, have him out in the slot and then have the other tight end uh, block him. He can be a really, uh, really good guy out there. Kind of, kind of remind me of like a, kind of like the new age Titan, like the Mark Andrews out there now. That he just spread out wide and going down the field and catching the ball. I like that. I th- although I think Mark Andrews is slightly better. No, yeah, yeah, slightly. Well, he's a little bit better. Well, a lot better now, yeah. but a lot better. Just yeah. like, just like that, that game type, the type of game that he plays. Hey, while we're on the topic of uh, Nate, did you want to say something? I see. Yeah, one last thing up. on Degora. So I was reading this while I was reading about him. His senior year of high school, 114 receptions, 1,600 yards, 24 touchdowns. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Also played baseball and basketball. Okay. So maybe he is. Hey, <laughs> Next Jimmy Grant. So the Bears should just sign him now. He's Chef, thoughts? On the list. <laughs> yeah. What does that make it? Hey. Nine tight ends now? Yeah, I'm, it seems I'm, like it. It's, it's crazy, man. Jimmy Graham's supposed to be, he's ready to go. That's what I saw the other day. He's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, he's excited. Uh, he's about list. to retire. Now he's excited. So, Yes, he is ready. He is ready to go to Saucon Valley Assisted Living, now accepting <laughs> applications. Um, before we move on to the mock draft, uh, Garrett, you were not on last week. Did you want to say anything about Austin Hooper going to your Cleveland Browns? Well, first of all, uh, I uh, had to uh, catch my breath after I got the news because I was so excited, uh, which wasn't good because I was like driving in the car and uh, you know trying not <laughs> to check my phone about every little update. So. Uh, fortunately I, uh, uh, didn't kill anybody while driving. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited from a football perspective, um, from an NFL perspective to have him on the Cleveland Browns. I think it's, it's going to be a really good fit. Um, what, no, regardless of what they do with Ninjoku, um, I still think there absolutely is a chance that they trade Ninjoku, but if they decide to keep him and, and run a lot of two tight end sets, I think that makes a lot of sense too. But uh, long term, I, I don't think Ninjoku is going to be on the Cleveland Browns. Um, so, regardless of this year, I think there will be better days ahead. However, for this season, there's a lot of mouths to feed in Cleveland. Um, and even if they are much more efficient than they were last year, it's going to be hard for him to replicate uh, the numbers that he put up in Atlanta. So I think from at least for 2020, um, the arrow is pointing slightly down. 
but I also don't think it's the death sentence that some people gave it. So um, I'm still happy to have him uh, on, on my fantasy teams, but as opposed to, you know, being excited about this top four or five tight end that we saw last year, I think you're looking more at a low end tight end one more in the eight to 12 range, uh, most likely for this season. Well, his fantasy arrow may be pointing slightly down, but Garrett's arrow is not because of the news. So welcome to Cleveland, Austin Hooper. Did you just talk about my Garrett arrow? loves you. <laughs> you you started it. Technically, you did. <laughs> so I the, when I saw the news, the first thing I did was uh, text Garrett and say, calm down. Um, and he was like, I can't believe it or something. I don't remember what he said. He said something. I was hyped. That's for sure. That that legal tampering period was crazy, man. It, it really was. <laughs> yeah, they uh they got him locked down real quick. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the mock draft. And let me pull my phone back up. So we're doing it on Sleeper. Um, which they do now have the counter option on Sleeper, I believe, right, Porkman? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do twelve team league, one quarterback, full point PPR. Um, I told the guys don't claim the one or 12 spots. So Chev took the two, uh, looks like Nate took one, four pork man took one seven. So he could snipe my guys. Cause I took one eight and Garrett is at one eleven. So we'll get it started and I might pause so we could discuss some things along the way. So let's go here and we are started. Computer is on the clock. And we got to wait for that. Oh, do we have to wait the whole two minutes? <laughs> wait, the wait two are minutes. you serious? Make them all the pick. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> this is making for great podcasting. Who on Podfather? Okay. What is going on? I just reset it. I don't know what it's doing. It's never done this before. It usually picks right away when the computer yeah, does. DJ yeah. Dallas. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Michael P. Ryan, 1 1. <laughs> Am I cool? Trying. Is that you? What is this Lamical, thing doing? Lamical Bauer. Now it says it's down to yeah. nine seconds at least. Mine says a minute it? 17. Yeah, mine says a minute uh, and plus as well. I restarted it, so. All right. <laughs> Time is up for pick one. <laughs> oh, and you didn't put really? the uh, auto draft settings on. All right, hold on. <laughs> draft settings. Oh, man. Yo, Mike, so, if you click uh, okay. on the box, you should have like music. There you go. All right. All right, we got it. So uh Jonathan Taylor went one one. Oh, and now we only got 30 so, seconds. Holy cow. Oof. Okay. Yeah, well I paused it when Chev's up. So okay. Chev, you tell me when you're ready to make your pick and I'll bring it back up. Yes, yeah, so I'm ready to go. I'm gonna go with okay. DeAndre Swift. Uh we okay. talked about this man. And once he gets on a team, he's gonna be great. Uh he's gonna be catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, and he's got good uh, contact balance as well. So I'm going DeAndre Swift. All right. Well, I unpaused it. And then we went Jerry Judy. And now Nate is on the clock. Well, this is an easy pick for me. Um, I have to go Jake Hay Dobbins because okay. he is the best running back on the board. There is somebody else I like a lot, but got to value running back in fantasy football. So J.K. Dobbins is my RB2. I get him with the fourth round fourth overall pick all right and then we went sedarian lamb and clyde edwards fresh prince of hilaire and now Porkman is up and you tell me when you're ready oh, i'm ready all right go um, for it 
I'm actually going to go Cam Akers here. Okay. Um, he's one of those backs I saw. He really impressed me at the uh, at the combine, especially after they was you know we was complaining about his offensive line how terrible it was, but you know the measurables he showed that he could do it well, and especially him being one of the top guys <clears throat> in his class that year coming out of uh, high school. I believe in his athleticism. Okay, um, I like that. And I am going to take – I took Justin Jefferson, and then it went Jalen Rager and Quintez Cephas, which sounds like a venereal disease. I'm sorry. And now Dynasty Price is on the clock. Definitely going A.J. Dillon here. Um, I think it's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, I'm so tired of people talking about how good he is, yo. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, I think it's you, been like low-key pissing me off for a minute. And yeah. I think it's Algiers Jameer, Jameel Williams Dillon is his full name. It's hilarious. All right. So in real life, I win. Uh, in real life, uh, first of all, I have no idea how Quintess Cephas went 110. Uh, but I'm Dude, not, I'm not I don't know who, I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's a Wisconsin lie. wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> Do they throw the ball in Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, he, he had the slowest 40 time out of all the wide receivers, I believe. Um, and he's the 110. <laughs> and he's the 110. I mean, he's not a bad Incredible. player, but uh, this is about four rounds too high. Um, yeah. Uh, I went I went Denzel Mims. Uh, he had skyrocketed up my board. I had not watched uh, as much tape on him as I should have uh, going into the combine. I only saw a game, uh, maybe two. And I liked it, but I wasn't in love. And uh, the combine obviously blew away uh, the combine. There, I was like, "Dang, I I need to like really dig into this guy's tape." And uh, after I did that, I I came away thoroughly impressed. Um, he's locked in my top five wide receivers in the class, and uh, I'll take him at one eleven. Okay, and then after that, it went Donovan Peoples Jones, who people are they seem to be very high on. And Tyler Johnson, and now Dynasty Price, is back up. And he took T. Higgins. Then it went Henry Ruggs at the 2-4, Joe Burrow. Now I'm back up, but until I go, Garrett, would you like to explain your T. Higgins pick? Yeah, it was it was literally just taking my top two, two wide receivers on the board. I think at this point, um, without knowing landing spot, a lot of these other running backs after those top five or so uh, are pretty risky. Uh, so I went with safety. Uh, I know that both Mims and Higgins, uh, will have top two round draft pedigree, uh, in the NFL draft Higgins, uh, is, is an absolute monster. His stock dropped a little bit with not testing, um, at the combine, but fortunately for him, uh, he did get to get his pro day in before all the coronavirus stuff got real bad, uh, which I think helped solidify his stock. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a big T Higgins fan. I got my my wide receiver four and wide receiver five, so I'm I'm pretty happy. Okay, um, then like I said, after that it went Henry Ruggs, Joe Burrow. Now I am back up on the clock. <clears throat> I'm going to take Michael Pittman Jr. Good pick from. Yeah, see, here's the thing: we have Lavisca Chenault is rated higher than him, but Lavisca Chenault has all those injuries, and I like Pittman. I like his size. I like the way he just manhandles people. Um, so I'm going to take the guy that's healthy. You're usually healthy, healthier than LaVisca Chenault. Um, I understand Chenault might have that better upside, but I'm just going to take somebody that I think could be a better NFL receiver. So, Porkman, I'm yakking on here. I can pause the draft if need to, but you are on the clock. Um, yeah, that was actually going to be my next pick. That was a beautiful pick, Mike. Uh, 
But um, sorry about that. No, no, you're all good. I'm gonna take my love of my life, Zach Moss. Okay. Um, he was, you know, looking at tape, and I know he has a little bit of injury concern, but just looking at the tape and how uh, mobile he is, he looks like a three down back. He has great hands, and if he goes to a great uh, opportunity, he's going. I think he's going to be really good in this league. Okay, uh, that was another reason I took him over Zach Moss. By the way, is right now there's not a ton of spots for running backs. You know what I mean? A guys like Zach Moss, I think the big, the top two or three guys could be starters from day one. But after that, it might get a little um, iffy. So then after Zach Moss, it went Lavisca Chenault, then Tua, and now Nate. I'm going to resume the draft, and you are on the clock. So this is kind of a tough pick because I really wanted to pick Chenault here, but he uh, got picked up a little bit earlier. So, I mean, it's hard to pick between a running back and a wide receiver because I think this, you know, you only have some, like you said, only so many spots for a running back and the class is pretty deep for wide receivers. So I'm going to have to go with a man that we all love, LaMichael Piran. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. I don't hate Oof. it. Of course not. And then AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. I was about to pick him. Right after um, my little lamical. And now Chev is back up on the clock. Yeah, so I'm going to go with a guy. Right now, he's a little bit injured up, a little dinged up. I'm going to go with Brian Edwards. Ah, good pick. Okay. I don't hate that. I like that a lot. Let's see. Okay, so it wrapped around that round, the second round, 212, finished with KJ Hamler. And then Anthony Mini Booger McFarland at the three one. So Chev is back up again. Oh man. No, I'm gonna roll with DJ Dallas, man. I think he's got a lot to lot to prove. I think he's a guy that is gonna get on the field. He's gonna do great things. So I'm gonna roll with DJ Dallas. Okay. Good pick. And then we went Brandon Ayuk, and now Nate is back on the clock. I think this is a pretty easy for pick for myself. Um, one of the guys who made a lot of money at the combine, Chase Claypool. I okay. think he is athletic. He's big. People talked about him moving the tight end, but he put up enough speed at the 40-yard dash to show that he can be a, t- a true wide receiver. And he's also, he loves to block people. And you know what? Teams love to see that. They love to see wide receivers like to block people. And I really hope he ends up on the Ravens because that's exactly who Lamar Jackson needs to throw to, somebody big like that. I completely agree. So after that, it went to the guys that I was considering with my next pick, and that's Bryson Hopkins and Justin Herbert. So Porkman is back on the clock. Uh, for me here, I'm going to take one of my top guys that I have. Um, he's probably ranked a little bit higher than most. Um, Van Jefferson. Um, I'm just a That is bit. your dude right there. Yeah, he is. Um, I love his, uh, his route running. His route running to me is just top notch um, up there with Judy. And he's in my top 10 for uh, receivers for the ranked uh, rookie this year. So I'll just go with him. Okay. Um, people might think this is too high here, but I'm going Devin Duvernay out of Texas. Love Duvernay in the slot. He's explosive. Um, I just love what he brings to the game. So after that was Eno Benjamin, then Antonio Gandy Golden, and Dynasty Price went with Keyshawn Vaughn. So Garrett. This is a travesty. This is a travesty that he's falling to this late in the third. Uh, but I will happily, happily take it. Although I do have a bone to pick with him because apparently uh, Keyshawn Vaughn blocked me on Twitter. 
And um, <laughs> what? I, I, I know I've done nothing but show him love. Real? Yeah, he really did. Uh, I was looking up something to try to like tweet tweet out and uh, tag him in it. And uh, I was like, why can't I find it? And he blocked me. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> uh, but that's all right. Okay. I'll, I'll still show my boy love, uh, regardless if the feeling's not mutual. Um, he's a, he's a super underrated. He's a, he's a very, very underrated player in this class. And uh, d- despite the terrible offense, the terrible offensive line, uh, he did nothing but produce. And uh, I think he's going to make somebody very, very happy. Some team very, very happy in the third or fourth round of the NFL draft. And I think he has a legit shot to to earn a job early on. Okay. All right. And then it finished out the third round with Jordan Love. So I think you guys said that we wanted to stop it there then. Three yeah, rounds. That's good. Okay. All right. Great. So um, clearly I won that draft. Hate to say it. Wait, all I did was take wide receivers. So not really. <laughs> all right. My team is not looking so good. So, okay. Um, that was our rookie mock right there. We'll be doing a lot more of those, you know, as the season goes on. It's going to be fun to do that after the NFL draft. So that's all that we have for this week. Uh, but I believe somebody I probably should have asked earlier has a verse for us. You know what? I uh, I should have had one ready and prepared. I've been I've been off uh, so many weeks. I didn't I didn't have it ready. But don't worry, I got one in the back pocket. We, we should be good to go. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go to let's go to Jeremiah uh, chapter thirty two, uh, verse twenty seven. Uh, it says this: uh, "I am the Lord, the God of all peoples of the world. Is there anything too hard for me?" Uh, I'll read it one more time. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples in the world. Is there anything too hard for me? Uh, and this is something for me uh, that I have to go with um, what I know to be true uh, in in my heart versus what I actually live out. Um, and this is one of those things that if I, I believe if I truly, truly lived out um, this belief that there is nothing too difficult for God, it would drastically change uh, what I do on a daily basis. If I had that confidence, um, and, and that's the, that's the hard part is I, I know it to be true between the years. I know it to be true in my heart. Um, but then there's, there's things that get in our way that, that put up doubt or put up insecurities and, and things like that. We don't want to, we don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look stupid. We don't want to put ourselves out there and, and, uh, things don't go our way. And so we, we shrink back, we, we play small, uh, we play smaller than we should, and we don't actually, live out that faith that we know to be true in our hearts. And so this is more of a challenge for, for me uh, more than it even is for, for anybody that I'm talking to right now is if I, in my own personal life could really, truly be like really, truly live out that there is that, that the God of the universe, that I have a personal relationship with him and there is nothing too difficult for him. I will stop worrying about my, my finances. I'll stop worrying about, uh, you know, what's, what's going on, on, uh, my, my personal life. I'll stop worrying about what my next career move is. I'll, uh, all of that won't be any issues because I'm going to trust that there's nothing too difficult for God. And, and, and I'm going to just lean into that. And so this was more of a, a personal devotion more than it was anything else. Uh, but I think a lot of people, uh, will, will benefit from, uh, trying to have that same mindset as well. Well, Garrett, thank you again. Your verses have always been great 
on the show. And, you know, we're definitely going to miss you here at the Dynasty Rewind, but you are always welcome back. You know that. So until we meet you again and hear from you again, um, thank you for ripping our still beating heart out of our chest. But Garrett, where can we find you on Twitter? And before you go, you could take a minute and talk about all the other cool stuff you're doing too. Yeah, you can find me uh, at Dynasty Price. Uh, most of my work, most of my content is with uh, with Dynasty nerds. Uh, I do also have a, a side project that I do called Faith of Fantasy Football. Uh, we we started a Slack channel a couple weeks ago. Um, it's uh, just a good opportunity to get to talk about uh, what we're going through in life, uh, uh, a chance to encourage others in their faith, uh, but and also a chance to to talk about football. Uh, you know, we have one of the the channels in there just specifically for talking about trades and uh, breaking news and all that kind of stuff. So it's a great place to go. But on top of that, I do these uh, these videos that I put out, um, just kind of taking football and using it as an analogy to help uh, describe what's going on in scripture. So uh, that's something else that I do. Um, other than that, that's that's basically uh, that's basically my fantasy football world uh, in a nutshell. All right. Well, Garrett, thank you again for everything you've done for not just our listeners and, you know, our fans, but for me as well. It's been great having you on. Um, Chev, where can we find you on Twitter before we head out? You can find me at ChevBoyRD, boy with an I. And Chev, also an amazing guy. Have not met him yet, but really looking forward to that. Hopefully this expo still happens. Porkman, my man, where can we find you on Twitter? At FF Porkman. Porkman is the real deal. I have met him in person several times. Can't wait to see you again and our newest member of the team who I have not met yet and I hardly know. Where can we find you on Twitter? At NFL Draft Dynasty. All right. We're going to have to shorten that up. That's a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You, you do, you, man. You know, I hear um, at GMP underscore 33 is still available. That's true. It is. that was garrett's old twitter handle that people gave him crap about but um if you are so inclined for some reason you can follow me on twitter at the mbauer 85 i think for some reason i'm also close to a thousand followers i don't know why i don't really tweet tweet that much about fantasy football um but i would prefer if you went ahead and followed the show at dynasty rewind until next week everybody be kind please rewind thank you again for listening